Hello, my beautiful souls. Welcome, welcome. Today, we're talking about how to match your energy to the exercises that you do based on your menstrual cycle or what's called a moon cycle. Back in episode 29, I talked about matching your tasks and things that you do based on the moon cycle and your menstrual cycle and something called the Ayurvedic clock. If you haven't listened to that, make sure you listen to that episode, episode 29. Now we're taking it a little step further and linking your exercises to your energy. And as feminine and beings, we have a cyclical period where we revolve and are highly affected by the moon. When the moon changes from the waxing, waning, full uh, new moon, we are affected by that energy. And this is not woo-woo stuff. It is truth. And so our menstrual cycle obviously affects the ups and downs in our energy not only in the tasks that we should be focusing on, but also the way that we should be moving our body. It's very intuitive. It can't be like that very stringent Monday, Wednesday, Friday, cardio, Tuesday, Thursday, lift weights. That works for men and masculine beings because their energy rejuvenates and resets every 24 hours where we're more like a 28, 30 days based on um, the lunar calendar. So You may have noticed this already if you're attuned and self-aware of your energy that at certain times of the month, even if you enjoy working out, the last thing you want to do is run or go to the gym or work out. There are times of the month, especially when Aunt Flo is visiting that week, um, give or take, that we have lower energy. We have like less motivation to work out. And that's not because we're lazy. It's because we have this inner, innate, intuitive need to recharge and rest. So where you are in your cycle can determine your gym routine and you can learn to match your exercises based on the energy that you have where you are in your menstrual cycle and you will make the most of your exercise. You will use your energy and find more balance, more strength, more flow in your workouts, in your body, and you will feel more safe when you're optimally using and burning the correct amount of energy and moving the way that your body needs. And so our body's needs fluctuate based on the hormones that we experience during our period period. So to help us understand our body's needs and wants, it really comes to understanding how our hormones fluctuate during our period and how we energetically change based on what the cycle of the moon is. So like I said, we are cyclical beings that follow the moon cycle. We can't follow masculine methods of working out and even just doing work in general because that's not how we function and we're going to push ourselves to the point of burnout. And when we have our natural low energy introspective period, periods, we're going to continue to keep pushing ourselves and feel completely, utterly drained, depleted, and we'll have so much of an excess of low energy. What that manifests as is mom guilt and shame and really feeling bad about ourselves. You notice how women do this more intensely than men do. It's because when we should be honoring ourselves to slow down, to rest, recharge, go inward, we push, push, push. Like we 
take on this masculine energy. And so the weeks that we have more energy, our workouts should be aligned to that. The weeks that we have less energy and we're going towards ant flow visiting, we need more gentle exercises or no exercises. This is a empowerment of your My goal is to empower you so you beat the guilt. No longer beat yourselves up and not look at yourself when you don't feel motivated to move as lack of willpower or laziness. It's your body communicating with you and learning to understand and honor the impulses and intuition of your body to know when it's time to recharge and go within. But in the times that when it is high energy, if you're feeling completely depleted and low motivation, this is a sign there is a mismanagement of energy and we need to really infuse movement. Otherwise we are going to take on too much stress and feel burnout and depleted and crash and burn as well. So it's on both ends of the token of when to know when to relax and also when to know it's important to move, to use exercise as a form of physical therapy and well-being. So many believe that our cycle should follow the moon. And this is actually historic. Traditionally, different cultures believe in this, that the new moon is associated with menstruation. And if you find that you get your your period that links up with the new moon, it's called the white moon cycle. And the full moon is, is... And then the full moon is associated with ovulation, but some women are reversed. They get their period on the full moon, and this is called a red moon cycle. And this is TMI, but I used to be on a white moon cycle when I was trying to get pregnant and in that phase of life, but now I've switched to red moon cycle after I got my period with um, this third postpartum experience, which is interesting. So the white moon cycle is the one that's most commonly experienced by women. Um, Historically, this is to deal with the Historically, this is because of the impact of the light on the earth and our bodies. The full moon is the earth's most fertile time because it's receiving additional light and we are part of nature. So we are receiving and feeling that extra moonlight and sunlight. And so it's associated with ovulation. And though white moon cycles are more common, uh, red moon cycles are very interesting because it represents women who are historically been healers or wise women or medicine women because they empower and take care of women when those women are on their period um, and they are ovulating. So it's reversed. And so this is uh, interesting, especially for me and my period of life right now, because I'm not focusing on having children and getting pregnant. Um, we're the type of women, if you're on a red moon cycle, who is focused on using that creation energy that's within us for art and business and new ways of empowering ourselves and others. So it's this energy that is for self-actualization and then using that self-actualization power to then empower and help other women. So that's really fascinating because you can kind of see like the women out there who are like women supporting women or putting out content to really uplift women. Um, If they're not in the phase of motherhood or they've been done with that, they might be on a red moon cycle, which is just an interesting thing um, to note. And I know that there's no like perfect science. Not everyone is on a 28 day cycle and you might not even fall on the full moon and new moon. Um, It's pretty cool if it does, but as long as you have a healthy cycle that is consistent for you, I think that's what matters. Um, 
but it's really interesting because over a period of time, my, my periods have linked up with the moon and I feel like I've been more in alignment and flow um, because my energy is matching the universal energy of what's happening in the big broad picture. So it's one of those things that if you live a healthy, balanced lifestyle where you're really managing your energy, detoxing when you need to, rebooting and recharging when you need to, you can shift um, your your period and sync up, right? Like how we sync up with our friends if we hang out with them for a really long time, we can sync up with nature. So personally, I started tracking my menstrual cycle and my doshas uh, when I got the reflective journal called A Yogic Path by Sahara Rose. And I started this two years ago. And so just like the seasons change and the time of day is correlated with different doshas, so is our menstrual phases. And so I started tracking my menstrual cycle based on which dosha was prominent and being more in tune with my energy during that time. And I realized that based on what dosha was prominent and just a really 30 second primer there are three archetypes in ayurveda which is pitta vata kapha dosha these energy archetypes are found in nature but they're also very prevalent within us and they interplay with um, our environment around us and when there's an imbalance of energy in any form it creates a stress imbalance so vata being out out of balance will create mental stress which is anxiety flightiness um, that hyperness when you are out of uh, alignment in pitta which is the fire and water you are more susceptible to emotional stress which is anger frustration all those big heated emotions that we have and then physical stress which is related to a kapha imbalance which is related to you know too much heavy energy too much stability that lack of energy and aliveness um it manifests into physical fatigue and stress and emotions of like hopelessness and helplessness and depression so it creates a balance in our body and in our mind and so this understanding um, of understanding where we are energetically, what our mind, body, and soul needs will help us not only balance our nervous system and be it regulated, it directly is correlated to our emotional well-being as well. So our mood is optimal, our health is balanced, we feel our best, we're able to feel aligned and in flow so we can do the work that we were called to do as human beings in, um, this, in this world. So let's get down to the nitty gritty of understanding the combination of what doshas are relating to your menstrual cycle and the moon cycle. So there's three different things that we're kind of blending together here. So first is the four distinct phases of your menstrual cycle. There is the follicular phase, the ovulatory phase, the luteal phase, and the menstrual phase. I go in a lot of detail with the moon cycle and the menstrual cycle in episode 29. So definitely take Take a listen to that. I'm going to kind of quickly go through that right now, but the follicular, ovulatory, luteal, and menstrual phase is linked to the four different phases of the moon when it's cycling per month. And the three different doshas uh, are attributed to those different phases in our menstrual cycle. So the vata phase is when we're in the menstruation phase, and that's typically looked at the last cycle or the last five or so days. The kapha phase is the follicular phase. So it's the last day of bleeding to then ovulation. And then the pitta phase is the first day of bleeding 
The pitta phase is ovulation to the first day of bleeding. So that's roughly, um, you know, days 13 to 15, three day, three to four days of ovulation. And then pitta also includes the luteal phase, um, which is roughly two weeks. So pitta phase is the longest out of the four weeks of the month. If you're looking at it that way, vata is for one week, kapha is for one week, and pitta is for two from ovulation to the first day of bleeding. So each one of these energy archetypes creates a certain uh, energy within us of the types of tasks that we should be doing, but also the type of workouts that are most optimal for us during this phase. And also the intensity differs once we move from vata, pitta, and kapha. So let's first start off with the follicular phase, okay? So the follicular phase is from the last day of bleeding to ovulation, Okay. And so this is about seven to 10 days and our hormones here will be a lower plateau, leaving you with a lot of higher energy. This means that during this time you can do a cardio, um, spin classes, run. These are great options for your body. Why You can certainly try new things during this phase like boxing or cycling because you'll have energy for it. So after your period is done for about seven to 10 days for like that following week, which is, like I said, it's the kapha phase, you want to include movement because kapha is a stagnant energy but it's very stable. So staying active, eating stimulating light food, having ginger, turmeric tea, things that can spike your aliveness, you know, making sure you're doing shaking and moving resets throughout your day um, is really crucial during this period. You want to ease back into working out because during the menstrual cycle, which we'll talk about last, you are not working out or you're taking it very gentle and at ease. So you want to ease back into working out and you will have higher energy and you'll feel more motivated to do it. But if your kapha is out of balance, you're going to feel tired and fatigued and low energy and mood and sluggish. So if you're beating yourself up because you just had your menstrual cycle and you ate like crap and you didn't work out, you know, it could be hard during this time to boost yourself to want to work out. You want to make sure that you mentally know that that was my phase to relax. Now it's time. It's done. I have the energy within me. I have the stamina. Let's do it. It doesn't matter that you didn't do anything for the last seven days. Your body needed that. Your mind needed that. Your soul needed that. Okay. So after the follicular phase is the three to four days of that ovulation period. And so this is right in the middle of the menstrual cycle and your body is producing hormones to release the egg. So you produce more testosterone, estrogen, and this peaks your energy levels at this time. So when you're going to the gym, you want to plan to push yourself. This is the high intensity um, trainings, running, um, get those big bursts of energy out. This is when pita is dominant. So Pitha needs to burn off excess energy. You're doing a lot. You're going to have a lot of high energy. So you're going to get ish done, right? As far as your tasks are concerned. So you want to balance it out, making sure you're getting movement. So you're not absorbing and getting stuck in the stress that you're potentially absorbing as you are being very productive in your life. Um, so not only during the ovulation period is beta dominant, but also for the next period, which is the luteal phase. 
So after ovulation, uh, the luteal phase lasts around 10 to 14 days. Um, this is around the third and four week, fourth week of your cycle. And so during this phase, you will still feel estrogen. You will still feel energy. Um, workouts that are intense are great. You can certainly do that. But you might feel during the second half of the luteal phase, because it's a long period, that your body's let energy will start to slowly decline. You might feel a little bit more fatigued than normal because you're preparing yourself to go into the menstrual cycle. And so it's best then at the end of the luteal phase to start slowing down, maybe doing some walking and yoga and Pilates or bar. You're, you want to make sure that you're still moving, but you're enjoying your workouts. You're not pushing yourself as hard as you were in the ovulation um, period and the, the early luteal period. So you're preparing for your energy to wane out. So so during this week, you might be picking different types of exercises. Maybe if you're doing strength training, you're not using huge weights. You're using lighter weights with more reps, for example, but you want to be more intuitive and everything that you do should feel like it sparks joy, that it feels aligned to your energy. Um, during Pita time, like I said, this is an epic time to get things done. Um, you'll have energy, but near the end, wind down, right? Um, you want to make sure that you are not overdoing it because you have a surge of energy. You can easily get dysregulated. And if you skip the workouts during this time, you are most likely going to get dysregulated because you're pushing yourself work, 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 focus, 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 and then not taking the necessary break to release all the stress that you've accumulated. So now after the luteal phase is the menstrual phase, and you're going to notice a big surge of down energy. You're going to feel tired. You're not going to feel motivated to want to work out. And honestly, in this phase, curl up on the sofa and relax. I know many of us, this is the least favorite part of the menstrual cycle because we can't produce and be productive like we want, but there's a reason for that. We need to listen to our body. If it's feeling tired and you don't want to go to the gym, take it easy. Maybe the first day you might feel like working out, but pick gentler workouts, walking, gentle yoga, maybe a light bar class, just like 15 minutes. Don't go crazy with like 30 minute workouts. Um, when your body is feeling depleted, resting is the best form of exercise. And we have to start looking at recovery and rest as a necessary equal to when we're pushing hard and doing the strength training and running because we need good quality sleep. And if we are not listening to our body and we're staying too like mentally focused and being on screens for too much period of time or working out, it's going to disbobulate all our energy. And we're going to feel more drained and depleted when we go into that follicular phase, that kapha energy state, when we're going in from a mismanaged menstrual cycle state. So this is a perfect time to chill out, take it easy on the social media, you know, take walks in nature if it's nice outside, but beware um, if you're out of balance, you're going to feel more anxious. You're going to, it's going to affect your sleep. You're going to not be able to get good quality sleep. Um, you might feel constipated. So eat warm, nourishing cooked meals um, that are grounding and just chill out one week out of the month. You have to give yourself permission to chill out your body, your brain, your soul needs it. So I really hope I broke this down in a way that you can understand. Um, take a listen, like I said, to episode 29, that gives another bigger, broader picture into this whole 
like learning and wisdom of how our bodies are so intuitive and connected to nature. And I know it might feel like a lot of information when you're trying to learn about Ayurvedic clock and the moon cycle and menstrual phases, but it really behooves you that even if you take away one or two tips and you start implementing it, you'll start to feel more flow and you'll feel more balanced. And then you can work up to infuse more and more and more. I think self-awareness is the number one thing. So just starting to be self-aware of how your energy shifts from week to week, from day to day, from hour to hour, um, you know, because those shift from different um, time period blocks. This will really help you not only feel more productive, know when to ease the break, and you won't get dysregulated when we're listening to our energy. We have surges of energy and then pump the break throughout our day, throughout our week, throughout the month, um, based on the days and the hours. When we start aligning with that, you'll notice that we will be in less of a nervous system dysregulated state. We'll be able to be more emotionally balanced. We will feel like we are not wasting our energy and being able to really move forward with our dharma or a life purpose without feeling like we're forcing and pushing and making things happen. It's just like an alignment of more synchronicities that just happen. And that's what I've noticed. Um, and I really honor my body and I really listen when I need breaks and when I need to go hard and I can push myself because I know I have the energy to do it. So if this serves you, please share it with your moms because this wisdom really needs to get out there. Share it on Instagram and make sure that you leave a comment on uh, Apple And please be sure to leave a comment on Apple iTunes because that really helps the podcast get more recognition, which ultimately helps us moms get this information in our lives and we really need it. So thank you so much for tuning in. I love you guys. Have a good one. Bye.